Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with my co host, Oog Levadier, aka Oogie. If you like us, follow us on at Alexander Stevenson or at Oog Levadier. Welcome, Oogie. Hey, Alexandra, how are you? I'm doing well. How's it going? What, what's been going on this whole week? Hey, back to normal a little bit. No more snowstorm. I mean, remember last week? It was unbelievable. Yeah. I was submerged with snow the next morning. I was like, what's going on? I had to have a four-hour workout, shoveling snow out of the... It was, it was rough. So, yeah, none of that stuff this week. So it's all good. And how was your week? I mean, did you get to surf or teach tennis or what's going on? Uh, the- the waves still aren't good, so I didn't surf, but I did Pilates, and I've I've been coaching on the court all week, and I love doing Pilates because after Pilates, it sounds kind of like housewife-ish, but my Pilates is hard, right? Okay, you feel so much better. You feel straight. Everything is working. Your adductors, your glutes, your core, and you just walk taller. So I'm always excited about Fridays. Those are my Pilates days. Awesome. I, I saw that on Instagram. I mean, I, I watched I a little bit of her. Yeah, I saw some of your workouts. I was like, wow, that's you still look yeah. great, you know, just like when you were on tour. It's awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Well, I'm I'm trying to do surfing next week. Hopefully the waves will be better. Fingers there you go. crossed. <laughs> They're all in Hawaii right now, like I told you last week. But anyway, so the snow is totally gone. Like there's no snow at all. There's they still snow, it? of course. It's kind of okay. cold, so the snow okay. sticks. It's going to be there for out, you know, through the whole winter. But it's nice that it doesn't so snow every day. this big snowstorm is going to be. That's like it doesn't melt, like you know, in in the mid east or yeah, the east coast. Sometimes it snows and then it goes away, right? Yeah, sometimes. But we're more north because it's going to stick. I mean, we're in the forties, thirties, twenties, so. It doesn't really melt, so we're going to be able to stick so with that. you are but in for snow season now. Yeah, we're in for that. And But, you know, skiing is about to come up in a couple of weeks. We'll be able to ski. The mountains well, are getting... Fun. That's That's super fun. I'll I'm be surfing because and you'll be skiing. That's it. <laughs> a little contrast <laughs> there, but you're totally right. So, yeah, we're going to be both enjoying our, our seasons there. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll have to, I have to say today on the court, it was so funny. I thought it was going to start cooling down, right? It was like 74 degrees and I was wow. I'm going, it's kind of hot. It's like mid December. It's kind of hot. I mean, I'm kind of being obnoxious right now. You're talking I about mean, snow. I'm talking about 74 and sunny. That's awesome. And in seventies in, in, in Celsius, it'll be like 20 Celsius, man. That's perfect weather right there. Yeah. Like just... We did have some wind. We have some Santa Ana winds, which California gets. Uh, yeah. That's annoying because the leaves fly everywhere, but you know, it's not snow. So. Yeah, it's not that bad. Trust me. <laughs> How, what, what about the miles per hour wind? How much is that? Like 20, well, 30? Or? The, last night it got to like 30. And that's Ooh. a problem because then the power, they start shutting off power because they're yeah, worried no about fires. And there was a fire in the canyon about 25 miles away from where I am. Hmm. But luckily, no power shutoffs, which is great. Yeah. And we are all good. So let's get into serving aces podcast this week oogie that's right a lot of a lot to talk Ready about to and go? 
Especially we about have a lot hmm? of to-, to talk about. I mean, obviously, there's no tournaments going on, but <laughs> I feel like we got to discuss Novak Djokovic again. Mm-hmm. He premiered on 60 Minutes, which do you get 60 Minutes in Canada? Yeah, I mean, we ha- we have that like. Is it on CBS, I think? Or? Yes, exactly. Because yeah, it's right after the U.S. Open normally. So right after the finals of U.S. We Open in it. August, we get 60 minutes. And, yeah. of course, it's every week. But that's why I remember it, because you see publicity of that <laughs> during Good the U.S. Open memory. final. Good memory. Yeah. So he came on 60 minutes. Last year, Rafael Nadal was on 60 minutes. So maybe they like to pick a tennis player in December leading into the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. Well, they picked Novak, as rightly so. And I love that he says he doesn't understand why other players don't say they can win it all. I love that he's still cocky like that, right? (laughs) And that's why he's he's judging everybody else. He's judging, right? He's saying he's the best. You talk about your confidence and you say you can win it all. I agree with him. Look, I came out when I came out on tour, I said I could win it all and I got a lot of heat from it. And all the reporters, the media would put me down Mm -hmm. because I was confident in my game and myself. And yeah, I might not have gotten there. Right. But I still believed I could have gotten there if I hadn't gotten injured. So when I came out, I thought I could win everything. That was just my mentality and mindset. It doesn't mean you're going to do it right now. But when mm-hmm. Djokovic came out at 26, he had that mindset too. He yep. just took it to another level. So that quote that he said, I Pornugi for everybody listening or junior players or just the professional players right now. Why can't you say you can win it all and then put in the effort to try to do it? That's that's exactly it because if you really believe it then there's not there's no problem saying it you know you believe it and it's it's true it's not cockiness it's just you believe it so much that you know you just portray that it's going to happen so i have no problem at all whatsoever if somebody says that of course if somebody says it and they're like rank 1500 then that might come out as kind of weird but if you're right there in the mix and you're coming up or you're already established i mean come on you believe it you say it What's the problem? Yeah, it's I, not cockiness. He's just total confidence in himself. So I totally agree with that. And that's that's great for him to say that. Yeah, I like that he said that. And he said, look, he said, I am the best with respect to my rivals. I know what they are going through, but I'm still the best. That's awesome because you know what? He's right. I mean, who can controverse that? Yeah, he, exactly. He is. He is, He's been here he is the best right now and the last couple of years. And you know what this tells me? He is going to just go on a tear probably the next five years, I would think. He's not going anywhere. He's confident, and you're totally right because, you know, the timing of that, these quotes is Nadal is not really there, Federer is not there. So he's kind of feeling a little extra confident there because, you know, you've got Alcaraz, Sinner, all these great players, young players right now. But, you know, he's he, he's feeling it. I think he's feeling it that he's the total favorite this year upcoming. So I, I totally, totally agree. He announced that he's not friends with Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal. Like, Rafa and Roger are friends. Mm-hmm. Novak is not friends with them. And he straight out said it. He isn't. Yeah, yeah. He was always kind of the third wheel coming up. And he was the outsider. And mm-hmm. speaking 
from experience of being an outsider my whole career, yep. I can understand how he felt outside. Now, I'm not comparing myself to him, but there's been a lot of situations where I feel like the outlier or the outsider, and mm -hmm. I can understand Novak's thoughts yeah. and why he feels that way and why he's not friends with them because he really was the outsider, and then now he's taking over not really as the insider he's just singular that's right he's by himself and in every way so that's that's great you know i i like that that he sees i mean it's just seeing reality as it is and he's just saying it so that's yeah, just he's being awesome. honest and truthful and exactly. hey, it's always nice when people are honest and truthful especially athletes that they tell it like it is because a lot of them don't But now it seems in 2023, maybe 2024, we'll have more truths, hopefully. Yep. Exactly. Right? That's awesome. It helps I love everybody it. to be honest. That's what I think. Exactly. I love And, it. Yeah. So, you know, 2024 mantra, be honest, state the truth, and the rest of them can go shove it, right? <laughs> exactly. But you've got Nadal coming up in january coming back I from you know, brisbane i did some little deep diving not really Ooh. deep but i looked on my instagram and he's training a kuwaiti the rafael now rafael nadal academy is in kuwait yeah so i mean they have that, a branch there for now or what's going yeah. on really so it makes sense he's got to brand his site and go to kuwait to train wow i mean we talked about it last week he was gonna play you know a couple matches and especially with arthur fees Uh, uh -huh. Training, playing an exhibition there, but yep. he's got this brand, uh, brand new branch there. So that's I can't wait to see him again and see how that's going to mesh with you know the, the in tournaments because he's coming back and let's see how he does in tournaments. Let's say his first couple of tournaments is going to be tournaments, you know, tournament tough or how, I can't wait to see Nadal yeah, again. Tough. It's yeah. going to be interesting, especially after watching this interview with Djokovic. You know he's no he knows Rafael Nadal's coming back, so exactly. now the spotlight is kind of shifting slightly. But let's see, is Novak going to be as revered and applauded this mm. coming year as Nadal is? Now, obviously, Nadal has to get to Novak's level mm -hmm. and meet him in a match, hopefully. But that it's going to be a an interesting contradiction of styles and mentality and you know fans who's going to take what side because now Novak's kind of the greatest player to watch and everybody mm -hmm. wants to see him win yeah but Nadal the fan favorite is back again yeah it's going to be super interesting to see that but I think people will rally behind Rafa of course because it might be his last season so people will be super super you know, pumped to see him and behind him. But at the same time, you're right. Novak is, you know, he's number one right now. So it's going to be very interesting because a lot of times Nadal was the favorite to win the tournaments and the matches against Djokovic. But now Joker is really over. So mm -hmm. super interesting. So we can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. And then um, you got to add the rest of the list, the, the young generation that he's very w uh, well aware of. Mm -hmm. He's re He says he's better than he was when he was 26. And I agree with that. His game, yeah. his physicality, his body, his training. Yeah. It's just better than when he was 26. He's definitely he, playing the best tennis ever. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's up against the young guys and they got to figure out how to compete because young is not always better, Ugi. 
You're right. You're right. And you've been a lot of young girls and young women when you were playing on tour because they were coming out and, you know, the big moments, the big points, and you had experience more. So you were able to prevail. And that's exactly it. So even in big tournaments, especially in bigger tournaments, I mean, it's tough. The Australian Open is a huge tournament. So the young guys are really not used to that. I mean, Davidovich Fakina was kind of close last year against joker in in the french open in paris and yeah. like second set was kind of close and then suddenly a couple of points he's gone and that's it joker just took over and it was over so yeah in big moments it, it does matter if you've won so many events yeah i would say that's gonna be fun to watch obviously and sad to see that nick curious won't be playing australian open he's still injured but you know mm. what he's having a lot of fun he's gonna be doing commentating he was in Las Vegas on Kevin Garnett's uh, show basketball series, so Showtime in America. You guys have Showtime too. Yeah. They're doing um, a basketball series with him where they sit and he invites guys in. So Nick Kyrgios got invited in and was, you know, talking some basketball with Kevin Garnett. For sure, he was there. He loves basketball. He loves it, huh? He was <laughs> I can see that giving LeBron some love and the Lakers beat the Pacers in the in-season tournament game first ever for the NBA to do. They won yeah. 123 to 109 and how cool that Nick Curious was hanging out with basketball guys while watching the Lakers win. That's awesome. I mean, let's put a camera in front of him the whole game and Yeah, well his they did. It was stuff. it's on YouTube. You can check it out <laughs> or you check out Kevin Garnett's Instagram and or you look at Nick go look at Nick Curious it's on he po he just posted it and he's like my life is like a movie I can't believe it so, <laughs> he's living so, the dream right there yeah he's living the dream he may be injured but hey he's having a lot of fun he's having a lot of he wanted to play a basketball you know not tennis you know yeah, he, he did he and, and he's you know I think he loves tennis but how cool that his tennis got him to go sit with a bunch of basketball guys that he looked up to and he's watching a finals game with them in That's Las it. Vegas obviously I mean if he wouldn't have been like top five player in the world for tennis caliber wise he wouldn't have been there but he's such a great icon for our, for our sport so He's getting, he's getting, taking advantage of that. So that's awesome for him. Yeah, love that. Taking advantage of that. So that was fun to see. How and good of the comment, comment's going to be on, you know, in tennis. I can't wait for uh, the Aussie Open. He's going to be commentating. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think he's going to be commentating and rehabbing. And look, he's always magnanimous. He tells the truth. Mm -hmm. People love to hate him, but now people understand him more and love to love him. Yeah. And, you know, the haters are just dumb. That's what I think about them. I mean, um, I think people didn't like him sometimes on the court because of his behavior. You know, he would smash rackets yeah. and stuff like that and sort you know, sometimes act like a little, a little brat sometimes. But well, you yeah, know what? But he was playing the villain, Oogie. Yeah, and exactly. It, he stood out. Why do you think he's invited to Kevin Garnett's show? That's Not right. Not because he's a boring tennis player, right? He's because he's got awesome personality. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And off the court... I'm sure he's like super nice. I mean, his heart is the, the right place. Remember, because of COVID, he was helping a lot of Australian people, giving yeah, up no, stuff, he helping nice. out. So I've, I've met him a couple times. He opened the door for my mom in Serbatan. He didn't know who my mom was, and he opened the door for her. He's very polite guy. Exactly. Off the court. Super well behaved. Exactly. So that that part of him, 
I hope we can get to see more because he looks like he's such a great guy. So I hope he, you know, get that gets through. He gets shine that personality even more when he comments and stuff like that. And uh, so yeah, I can't wait for for that to, to see him. Just we miss him on the tour. Come on, we, this last year he wasn't there, so I, there was a void there because his personality. Yeah, and his game's fun to watch. He's he's strategic, but he's also exciting and hits the highlight shots, right? That sometimes sure. he doesn't try to hit them. Sometimes he does try to hit them and it's a little too much. <laughs> but he's a high he's a walking highlight reel. If you see him a match, I mean come on, you want to go see him for for sure because you know you'll be entertained. There's gonna be underhand serves, suddenly a little between. So yep. he's gonna hit hard flat, he's gonna have, you know. And sometimes he's going to quit on a match. I mean, you don't know what's going on. It's like popcorn. When is it going to pop? This time? Yeah. This time? You don't know what you're expecting. It's but what we need in tennis again. Yep. We need him back in tennis. We have a lot of fun, exciting guys. But I feel like Nick Curios, if he can get healthy and come back, he'd, he'd be great for tennis. We don't want boring in tennis, right? We want to make Jeez. it fun, exciting. Just like when you listen to commentating, you don't want it boring. You want it exciting and fun and telling what you're seeing. And you just, we got to bring tennis to the more to the forefront in most sports. I know in the world it's popular, but it's still not as popular as I think it could be. You're right. You know what? We need you on the commentating booth every week. <laughs> that well, would take it. I don't know about that, Ugi. <laughs> You're awesome. It doesn't have to meet me. It just has to be <laughs> fun and exciting, right? You're right. You're right. All right. Mean, well, when, when Johnny Mac? Is on the mic. I mean, I love that every time. He's going to bring some color. Right, he's going to bring some, some memory, some flavor. He's got the vision in the future as well. So somebody like that can, can bring the past, the present, and the future together. Come on. Yeah, it, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, now the time is for the ball and is, is in Ugi's court. Ugi, what do you have for me today? Hey, you know what? It's going to be awesome because we talk about Nick a little bit and we talked about his strengths and, you know, whatever he brings to the table. And I think that's what that's the, the theme of the of of my segment today, because whenever we're coaching, you know, it's sort of like, OK, we you, as a player, you want to improve. You want to, you know, correct things. You know, let's say your back end is not as great. So let's focus on your back end today in that lesson you know, top spin, cross court. But sometimes you just need to observe whatever your your biggest assets are and go with that. So we need to focus more on whatever is your best abilities, whether it's physical, mental, tactical, a certain shot. I mean, let's say somebody's forehand is really good. Let's focus on that. And whoever's listening right now need to make their game plan about that because that's what's going to bring you the victories and the wins. So we need to focus more on whatever we do best. And then, of course, you want to focus a little bit on whatever you have to improve in order for the opponent not to drill you on, on that shot or on the, that weakness. But yeah, that's it. You know, when wherever we, we, were, we were on tour, we were focusing your game plan on whatever you did best. You know, your serve, your, you know, your really wide serve flat. And, and then you would step in with your forehand, sometimes come to the net. And so that really needs to bring... That's it. You know, you really need to focus on that in order to achieve, you know, best results. And so we could focus on Novak and all the players as well. And But remember when you had your best wins, what did you focus more to, to make sure you were able to win? Alex, did I, you? I love that, Ugi, that you said you need to focus on your strengths because I think what you said, a lot of the times coaches will be like, okay, let's improve your weaknesses, right? Yep. 
But the way I was brought up was, okay, you improve your whole game. You focus on your weaknesses. But you make your strengths your strengths. Okay? So my strength was my serve and forehand. That's it. I did a lot of serving and forehands. That's right. Right? And Serving especially. Uh, Now, some might say my backhand was more consistent because a lot of people went to my backhand. But I knew my weapon was my serve and forehand. And so, Oogie, we did a lot of serve work and forehand work, right? That's Finding right. the forehand. The serve sets up your forehand, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like Novak Djokovic, when we're saying he's stronger than he is now, okay, what's he going to work on in the offseason to get even better? Well, he's going to work on his strengths just mm-hmm. as much of his weaknesses. I, I think hopefully every player out there is doing that right now and trying to get their strengths even stronger because it's so important. You're right. And, and on Novak's case, I mean, his movement is just unbelievable. So he has to keep working on that, make sure whenever he's pulled in a corner, he can still hold a rally instead of just, I can't do that. I have to just spin, you know, slice the ball or aim higher. But then the opponent gets a good forehand, has more time, he can attack me. But then he's just blocking the shots like within the rally. So it just keeps on going and he gets into rally again and he can attack. I think he's going to work on his big forehand like we saw in the last Well, yeah, we've already improved the forehand. We've seen yeah. it the last couple months, really. Yeah. His forehand's gotten bigger. You're right. So that's probably number one. He's going to improve that more. And Can't wait. That's Can't kind wait of become that. more of a strength. He's developed that in the last, since Wimbledon, I would say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You think he's going to maybe trying to get, get into the points and trying to earn them quicker and finish the points a little bit more with the forehand? Or is he going to be still patient in 2024? I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be how much fitness he's got going on between now and Australia, mm-hmm. the conditions of Australia. And I think he developed the bigger forehand the last couple of months so that he can end points and go toe-to-toe with the young guys more, and especially, may yep. I say, Carlos Alcaraz. I think the Carlos Alcaraz forehand, Djokovic's teams was like, okay, we got to get your forehand to handle that forehand. I think yeah, Wimbledon right. was like the straw that broke the camel's back and mm-hmm. made him change. I don't, I don't know if before that he would have made that kind of change. And the fact that he made the change in that amount of months is not many months, right? To make it yeah. that we could see it by Ooh. November, December, right? Yeah. A little bit in a U.S. Open, we could see it. Then yeah. like the indoor season, you saw it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I would say a guy named Carlos Alcarez made Djokovic's forehand better. You're right. And, and, and Rafa and Roger always said that as well of each other because they're like he thank god for him because he made me a better player and i mean that's totally true because you know once you get to that point you get pushed you get pushed around and you lose a tough match you analyze it and you say okay what was missing there in order for me to get you know get my best points across and you analyze it and you go i need that bigger shot or i need that bigger serve or returns or forehand because then you can get the edge because I think you're totally right. Djokovic saw that match at Wimbledon. And he was like, "I'm missing a little, you know, power on the ba- on the baseline, especially on the yeah. forehand side." So he, I mean, Alcaraz just crushes the forehand so much that he's going to be pushed around all over the place. So 
I can't wait for 2024 now, to see that. That's saying, look, Djokovic's strength. What is his strength that he's going to make even stronger? Obviously, the forehand. If you look at Novak, you're going to say, okay, the backhand's stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Than the forehand. So, I mean, his backhand is just so consistent that he pushes the, he places the ball wherever yeah. you want. So whenever he gets cross court rally, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. But him working on the forehand and getting it as stronger makes his strength of the backhand stronger. You're right. It, it's so important that his forehand steps up like that because if he can do that, then people will be like, because right now, last week, last year and the year before, I could play on Djokovic's forehand and I'll be all kind of okay to rally with. But let's say he gets a bigger forehand. What am I going to do? Play on his backhand? I don't want that. Because if yeah, we rally, <laughs> you know, it's like there's no solution really. Because let's say you play backhand to backhand with Joko. You can't. There's no, there's no way. Forehand to forehand, his forehand is bigger. So that's not an issue as well. So then you, you, you might want to start thinking about, okay, am I going to come to the net or am I going to make him come to the net? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't wait to see that, that yeah, reference right there because that. if you slice kind of short against the Joker, maybe he comes to the net, but then you get him off his baseline, which is his strength. So um, I think off, hopefully players will, you know, will adapt and, and, and kind of spark. Say, okay, in Cincinnati, he came into the net and improved his volleys as well because Wimbledon, mm-hmm. the volleys let him down. That's right. So the forehand and the volleys, that was on the list. As weaknesses to improve, yep. then his strength was his movement, the backhand, and his mental ability yep. to fight to the end. And then you look at Sinner. Okay, Sinner's forehand is massive, right? Yeah. He beat Djokovic with it. And his serve is improving. They've changed the serve. But hmm. I bet in that offseason, he's going to work really hard to get that forehand even bigger. Oh, for sure. Play- I mean, people, all the top players took note of that last couple weeks because the jo- I mean Djokovic is just his forehand was massive so people took note I'm I, they're pretty stressed let me tell you right now I mean I'm tell <laughs> I, I mean if there was cameras all over the place for the practices and everything and speeches and in rooms people are talking about it they're like what's going what are we going to do in next this upcoming year about Djokovic's forehand because that's going to be a problem if he if he improves even more on the forehand I mean, what solutions you have? I'm telling you, it's going to be sort of those, you rally suddenly, you kind of slice short, trying to make him come to the net. Drop shotting. Something like that, you know, like Federer used to have a slice short. Yeah, short He worked on on that. Just make sure that opponent comes, you know, above the baseline into the court, suddenly gets the ball up and you can attack him after. You want to draw them to the net and, you know, Djokovic's volleys are not as great as his backcourt game, so... I can't wait to see that. That's going to be a you know a little chess game right there. It'll be good to watch. All right, so now going over to the women's side about the strengths and how you work on your strengths. Mm-hmm. Look at Coco Goff and what she did this summer. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, fix the foreign, fix the foreign. Okay, fix the foreign. Even we were talking about fixing the foreign. Okay, Everybody well, was talking about it. Yeah. She changed the forehand by raising the height of the ball so that essentially fixes the stroke a bit Mm -hmm. but what did she focus on her strength of movement her fight and her serve her movement was unbelievable i mean if you get pushed around the court and that's that's your strength i mean that's super tough to deal with because then you're like okay 
I'm going to make you move so you can hit short or miss shots, but then it's going to be uh, harder for, for me to, to win points because when you're stretched out, you can crank winners, and it's super hard to, to beat. So what, you're going to play in the middle of the court deep and wait for some errors? I mean, I, I don't know who exactly thought about that, but I think Brad Gilbert oh. had a, had a oh big influence God. on that. I think so. Brad Gilbert came in and was like, let's focus on your strengths. Just yeah. what you're talking about, Ugi. Focus on your strengths. Exactly. Because those strengths on the women's side, she could have some technical flaws and mm -hmm. still win. Exactly. Now, it doesn't mean yep. every time, but look what she did at the U.S. Open when it mattered. Exactly. She I mean, won with those strengths. Yeah. Brad just recognized, okay, your grip is semi-Western, even extreme sometimes. So let's... Semi-Western, let, like full Western. <laughs> I was going to be polite, but like a super... <laughs> it's super, full Western. Okay. Yeah, extreme Western. And then, so, okay, it's going to be that way. So when you get sliced really low, it's not going to be super nice for you to do it. But so let's just put some super top spin on the ball so it, it gets really high. So you're going to get a higher feet. ball whenever you come yep. back. And use your feet, right? Exactly. Raise up the ball, use your footwork. Yeah. Use your footwork to get the court positioning that you can get into that yeah. not a lot of women can. Exactly. So I hopefully Coco right now is practicing putting really high, you know, third window, fourth window, height above the net. And then suddenly she steps into the court and hit a flat forehand because yeah, she can take that ball on the look, rise and just if, crush girls. If she's in position, she can take it on the rise. And who knows? Maybe they'll improve her extension more on the follow through. I'm oh, you sure can. Brad had With, a whole consortium of things to work on in the off season. For but sure. guaranteed the strength they're still continuing to work on is the speed and her mm -hmm. court positioning and her athleticism. Yeah. And, and, and remember, exactly. The serve improved a lot and she was able to get free points and really not, you know, not too many double faults and everything. A lot of slice on it. So people, you know, girls can't attack her and her backhand is just super nice and cross court a lot. So she gets into those rally cross court and her, her backhand is really natural and great. So she wants the ball to come, come back to the backhand. So she goes cross court all the time. It's going to come back to her backhand. And then suddenly she want to go down the line. She can do whatever she yeah. wants. So really nice tactical points there. So yeah, she, she's probably focusing on that uh, as we speak right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I bet she would be. And look, Pagula's strength, we could go down the list of everybody's strength, but Pagula, who is made Forbes 30 for 30 list, pretty cool, Jess Pagula. Yeah. And the Buffaloes, didn't they just, uh, they just, lo they just beat the Chiefs. The, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, they had a great, uh, great game they today. A good, good game today. All right, shout out to the Bills. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Huge win. Yeah, with the, the end of the game was kind of up in the air with Kelsey's play and yeah, I mean forward pass or backward goal. pass. I mean the the umpires were like debating yeah. it, but yeah, you know, at the end the Bills won. Yeah, but we go we gotta give one more woman in there. We'll give Pagula. Okay. Her strengths. She's gonna work on those. Mm-hmm. I mean, her serve has her serve has to be a little bit bigger, of course, but she's a great. Can she really get her serve bigger, or is she just going to really work on her strengths this off season and get them stronger? Yeah, I think so. I think she will because she's already established. You know, she's a top five player. So, yeah. I mean, you can only improve so much, like within her game well, and within her quality. We can't make her taller on her serve, Oogie. Exactly. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard to just okay serve like twenty miles an hour more. I mean, it's gonna be time. It's kind of tough. But, but you know what? I think I think David Witt's gonna work on her being a little bit more aggressive. 
Yeah. I totally agree because if she gets pushed around against those great hitters yeah. like Madison Keys or Kvitova, I mean she'll be in trouble and she'll be she, she's not going to win as many events. So and all the young girls, you know, the younger ones that are coming up and we're going to Andreva and all these girls we're going to see them this year. They'll be they'll be a force. So she you know, yeah. she wants to be keep keep her ranking up. So I mean, I think she's going to be able to you know, hit hit harder from the baseline. I think she's gonna focus on that. I, she can't just be like, you know, like Wozniacki was, just a, you know, just pushing it back, everything, just being really, you know, all all about, you know, putting the ball back in. She's gonna yeah, have well, to. Yeah, well, she's got to step up and you know take her exactly, chances. I think. Exactly, exactly. She's gonna have a bigger game from the baseline, so I think she needs to focus on that a little bit. So she's gonna improve that for sure. So yeah, that's gonna be great to get her, you know, quicker points a little bit from the baseline. Because yeah, sometimes well, maybe maybe come to the net a little bit more because she's she's doing great in doubles. They're winning a lot yeah, of you know a lot of events. A little bit more into the net. Well, yeah. it's gonna be fun, Ugi. We have a couple more weeks. Uh, the first tournaments I think start December 29th, the United Cup. That's right. And Adelaide, and so you, we got it's coming up in a couple weeks. This off season, like I said, isn't that. Long. It's coming real soon, right. and then Brisbane, Nadal's going to be there. That's going to be a yeah, whole different. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, so we nice. got a couple newsy notes, right, to finish out this podcast. Okay, Oogie, I finished fourth wing. <laughs> I am now into Iron Flame chapter. Oh, that's 30. it. I'm on chapter thirty of my of the second book. I am still in love. All I have to say is Zayden, Oogie. Hey, I was going to ask you about what's going on with Zayden. I'm going to say Zayden, and I'm going to say I really want a dragon. <laughs> right? How big are the dragons? Are they pocket-like, or oh, are they more well, like... No, no, no. Well, there's the baby dragons, the feather tails, but the feather tails grow up to be big dragons. So they're oh, okay. Only... That feather tails are rare, too. So hmm. Violet, the main character, has the black dragon who is the biggest of them all like Ooh. rare right and then she got a feather tail which is very unusual hmm. so she has two dragons Jeez, usually you only that. get one dragon no doubt yeah she's got two zayden <laughs> has one Jeez, okay, can they so ride them i mean can they get on it they, oh, they get yeah. on it and they're, they ride them Oh. They're dragon riders, Ugi. Oh, okay. Don't you I mean, know? If you have a dragon, you got to be able to ride it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? Harry Potter. Okay. Anyway, oh. Rebecca Yaros, I have not been so ensconced in a world since J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. <laughs> so I'm going to say, it. Rebecca Yaros is a brilliant writer, and I'm in love with these books. And there's five of them coming out, but it's going to be like the next three years. Whoa. So, Ugi, I'll be talking about this for a long time. Hey, we need to get Rebecca on the podcast. Let's try to yeah, get. Make... Wouldn't that be cool? So, That'd be this awesome. Is so funny. I'm. I found this fantasy fangirl podcast. Yeah. And it's these two sisters in Colorado, and they talk about the first book, First Wing. So I have now found on my drives to the tennis court every day because it's like forty minutes. Yeah. I am listening to the girls go through each chapter of this book this is how much i love the book i read the whole wow. book and now i'm listening to them do a podcast about it but they actually archive they do archives they i mean they really do their homework they Jeez. go each section and describe it so i'm like reliving the first book with them and now i'm in the second book i'm ensconced in this world oogie 
Wow. Well, maybe we'll get them on the podcast then if we can yeah, get. Yeah, that would be miss. fun, huh? They can, yeah, they can teach me some of that stuff because, <laughs> yeah. I know, Oogie, you're lost. Anyway, you just know you need to know Zayden and that you need a dragon, Oogie. And there's pocket pocket size and then the big ones, the black one. Okay. Yeah, and then it. there's red dragons and green dragons and blue dragons and black dragons. All sorts and of they colors, all kind man. Of have awesome. different and orange ones. And the red tails you want to stay away from because they'll just like take you out if you go eye contact with them. <laughs> okay. So they're like the the gorillas oh, and the, they'll the light jungle. you up on fire. Like yeah. Yeah. You can't look at them. It's just, yeah. Jeez. You don't look at a gorilla in the jungle. Don't look at a dragon in the wild. That's like, right. Bow your head and, and don't run. Because if you run, Ooh. they'll kill you. That's you right. You cannot be weak. Dragons do not like weak humans. Hey, in the forest here in Canada, if you see a grizzly or a bear, you can't start don't running. Run. Otherwise, yeah. you're all over. It's done. Show you have no to make sure you're weekend, big right? and tall. You wave your hands up in the air, and then they get yep. scared a little bit, and they want to Just like on the tennis court. Show no weakness. Have confidence. That's all it. Right, so, couple of movies coming out. Willy Wonka with Timothy really? Chalamet. Mm -hmm. That's coming that... out on my birthday. Oh, it is? Yes, That's right. We're going to celebrate that this upcoming week. I think it's just called Wonka. It's like the... <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, another cool movie, Boys on the Boat. It was a good book. Boys in the Boat. George mm -hmm. Clooney's directing it. It was about these 1936 rowing team going for the gold for the Olympics. It was a really good book, and now it's going to be a movie. Julia Roberts has a movie out on Netflix. Wow. Yeah, leave the world behind. That's right. I saw some previews of that. Yeah, Julia, it still, it looks still there. Good. I, have, a, I haven't seen it yet. All right, so you got to tell me your big movie, Oogie. What what's oh, coming out on the twenty second? I found out what was coming out December twenty okay. second. You what? ready? Yeah. It's gonna be unbelievable. It's gonna be Aquaman number two. Oh, I'm so excited. Man, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Very exciting. Oof. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, the first one was great, but then the second one is like, what are you going to do next? He's yeah. ruling the ocean. Yeah, exactly. And he's oh. Aquaman now. Jeez. Jason Momoa. He's, he's, he's unbelievable actor. He's so. pretty good Aquaman, huh? It's, it's, Look, he it was a perfectly. really good. He was a really good. Well, who was he in Game of Thrones? He was like, I forget which character. He was the, the Kale when Khaleesi was with him. He married Khaleesi. Oh, he did? Nice. Yeah. Then he died. Wow. Oh, well then, he was Aquaman, so there you go. Yeah, he had to go be Aquaman. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so Aqua, I'm going to say Aquaman. Aquaman's going to be a lot of fun. I Jeez. did a little French accent there, which wasn't very French. So we got some fun movies. And then obviously, Oogie, you have to watch The Holiday because it's very Christmassy. Yep. Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winsett, Jack Black. I watch it every year. You and Anique have to watch it. It's so good. Jeez, I can't, I can't wait. I'm going to write a note on that one. Yes, watch the holiday. And just the way, the way they dress, the, the houses, and just the story. It's just such a good holiday movie, a.k.a. the holiday. That's why it's called it. But it's, it. They, they did a movie premiere, and Cameron Diaz showed up in L.A. They, like, replayed it. So wow. I thought that was cool. It's, it's getting a resurgence now through TikTok and Instagram. That's it, huh? Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I have the quote of the podcast. Here it is. Um, and it, you ready for it, Oogie? I am ready for the quote. All right. Competitive toughness is an acquired skill 
and not an inherited gift. That's for sure. You have to to know that because you're getting there and it's not it's not natural to yeah yeah. Who said that? A very that? good quote. Well, the iconic Grand Slam champion Chrissy Everett. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, a great quote. So I'm when- giving the quote to her because she came out this week that her cancer has come back, but Ooh. they've caught it early. She won't be at the Australian Open this year with ESPN, um, but they've caught it early. So we're sending get well wishes to Chrissy and hopefully she'll be healthy again. Wow. What, what kind of cancer did, did she have? Um, her ovarian, it came back oh, yeah? again. Hmm. Oh, that's terrible. I, I hope so, she gets she gets well. And if it's early, a lot of times they can they can really do great stuff at the hospitals, and she can get back hundred yeah. percent. But and I'm uh, sure you she never has know the best these. care, and you know, sending prayers to her and her family. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's. I have never met her, but she looks like she's a great person. Really, really nice and helping out a lot of people. And with her academy in Florida, I mean, come on, she's she's done so much for tennis. So hopefully, she yeah, gets... and she has a big village behind her, and I'm sure she'll get the best care and she'll have positive thoughts. And so we all hope she gets well soon. That's right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Especially in those times, Christmas time is, you don't want to be, you know. You and don't her birthday's be her birthday's December 21st, the same as my mom's. Ooh, look at that. So yeah, ahead. Happy up. birthday, Sam, and uh, Chrissy as well. And, and yours. Yours is coming out this week. Mine is coming up on Friday, Oogie. Ooh. So you'll Exciting be a year older whenever stuff. we talk. So you're going to be what age now? I'm kidding. I'm just going to knock <laughs> out five years. All right. <laughs> well, this you. has been a lot of fun, Oogie. We will now be signing off because we're not going to discuss the years. <laughs> But anyway, sure. no, I'm just happy. I'm healthy and I'm alive and everybody should be happy when they have a birthday because that means they are alive and well. Correct? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So um, congratulations. Happy birthday to you, Alex. I mean, you deserve it. You're such in great shape. Your attitude is awesome. You're giving back to tennis. You're helping out kids all, every yes. day, you know, getting well, better. Don't tell, and you can tell me next podcast. Of course I will. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This has been Serving Aces with Alexander Stevenson and my wonderful co-host, Oog Levadier. Until next time, everybody. Take care.